Experience. So schwa, here we are <laughs> once again. Yeah, uh, this has been this, a while. I mean, it's not necessarily a, uh, a cult following, um, but uh, no, this is something entirely on its own. I think the last time that we did this was for like a Star Wars thing, or was it? For I think no it Man's was Sky. No Man's Sky. No yes. Man's Sky. Yeah. So this this would uh, probably fall under the banner of a Cinema Fantastico yes. one shot, like a limited series, like Beards on Breed. Yeah, kind of thing. Beards on Breed. I like that. It's a good. It's a good one. Uh. Yeah, we just watched Double Down. Yeah. Um, For you, it's the first time. For me, I'm a seasoned veteran of the Breenaverse. Yes. Um, yeah, God bless America. Um, I honestly, I wasn't even really that familiar um, with the Neo Breenaverse, as it were. Um, I had like men- seen fateful findings mentioned. Um, you know, kind of in the same words and the same breath as things like the Room. Um, but that was it, you know. It was or just, clips or anything? Have you seen clips I'd of seen any of the stuff other than poster for Fateful Findings? Okay. Um, so that's what I had seen, and then <clears throat> when you were um, kind of pushing the screening of Twisted Pair, yeah, I watched the trailer for that, and so that was my only exposure uh, to Neil Breen previous to this, and um, I'm I'm actually like I feel really bad for him like in terms i don't know what the response to his films are i assume he's certainly got a rabid uh fan base yes but it it feels like like why is it that i haven't heard of this and yet i've heard of something like the room you know right um why have i heard of miami connection um and it almost seems like i mean i mean i'll level like look i mean i, I the room is an amazing beautiful creature i mean i know one of my good friends was in the room, right? Like I love the room, but like I would honestly, I'd rather watch this movie any day over the room. Wow. Um, I just feel it was, um, you know, it's still, <laughs> it's still its own creature. That's for sure. But like, I, I don't know. I, I just felt that the whole thing was a lot more engaging to me. I found it to be kind of minute by minute, more funny and um, just bizarre. Right. Like, uh, so yeah. And again, I don't know any of the history here. I I can only guess just looking at it, you know, that this feels like self-funded. Some guy wants to make a movie, Mm -hmm. funds it himself. Um, you know, and I think as opposed to something like the room where it's like obvious that, you know, we so had a ton of money. And so the production values are obviously a lot higher in something like the room which right. maybe makes it more interesting. Um, but I don't know. I actually think that this this is a, a way more interesting narrative because it's like clearly like a passion project for this guy who basically went out, you know, it probably his own car, I'm assuming, um, in the desert, probably got like little local actors um, and people he knew right. in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that's the impression I get. And so you said, you said, well, he's a realtor? Yes. Okay. Because I, I don't want to give too much away yeah. because there's a lot of through thread that goes from here to the <sighs> next, to the really? next, to the next, to the next, in very subtle ways and okay. some very obvious ways. Right. Like, I recognize that. Right. I recognize this. And you start stitching everything together. <coughs> yeah. The the most interesting thing, the mo- the biggest revelation, and this is why I'm doing this, to start it from double down all the way to twisted pair is that through thread is so much more satisfying once you get to that (laughs) i'm honestly excited about that that concept i mean and i think that there's something really laudable about that because it's not where you know hey this person came out with this one movie that this was their one thing that they had one story to tell <laughs> but it's it's not like you know like like a feige sort of thing where they have mm-hmm. like a vision of oh. or even kind of like a 3 <laughs> or 5 year plan oh. or you know 10 movie plan uh-huh. 
I mean, I know. I I, I almost he guarantee didn't, he didn't sketch it out ahead of time. I I don't think so. I think he has a particular voice that he wants to express. Right. Right. And he has definite definite morals and ethics, and uh, 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 almost kind of like an FBI watch list. Uh huh. Um, warning for everybody, but yeah. not from him personally, but just like globally. There's... An FBI watch list, as in like he is on the FBI watch list after they watch this movie. Right? Yeah, I don't know if he can travel outside of Las yeah. Vegas unless. No, he's I using definitely. Um, I got like, and, and knowing that this film is from 2005, um, right. you know, it 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 felt like a very post 9 11 film. You know, is really what it felt yeah. like. Um, you know, it felt like th- this is, you know, in like almost this interesting way. It's like this is his way of coping with nine eleven. Like that, this is like that that he, you know, saw the national nightmare that we were going through, and this was right. his reaction to it. Sure, it's like I have to tell this story about you know setting aside violence and terrorism yep. for love <laughs> well on top of that you think of everything that he was talking about mm-hmm. uh government banks money sure corruption that he's a realtor right so you think of 2005 yeah it was a good two years before the economy just tanked right right where right. everybody was snapping up properties or you know and and buying properties taking out these big loans before everybody did, before it hit that that cap yeah. and and burst that bubble that that you know it, he's i don't know if he was filming it in 2004 and yeah. it came out in 2005 <laughs> so it was still yeah it's more of like I don't kind know, of it a clearly response had a long time in the editing process right but it's it, it, like you said it's more of that post 911 mm-hmm. yeah pre uh real estate bubble burst but yeah. that was like the height right the height of like he was making mad cash i guarantee oh, it oh i'm sure any realtor at that time was cuz everybody was just throwing loans left and right interest rates were almost down to like 0% uh-huh i remember that yeah uh so it's just an interesting perspective as far as like what he chose to uh well, even Anthrax wasn't was that a, was that a thing in two thousand five? Oh yeah, sure, definitely. I'm trying to remember where all that like <clears throat> well, we had bird flu, we had well that probably yeah, birthed bird flu was like late nineties, I believe was it or no? Oh, you're right, H one N one was like it was like mid two thousands. No, Anthrax was definitely a thing. I mean, there was all all the Anthrax scares of people getting stuff mailed to. Oh them. yeah, I suppose. And I mean, Anthrax ultimately was you know, went back way before that even, you know, right, people yeah, knew yeah. what anthrax was, but yeah, in terms of attacks. Um, but yeah, it, it, it feels like, <laughs> you know, somebody who doesn't understand any of this stuff, trying to reconcile it and then just kind of doing it through the lens of their limited scope of knowledge. Sure. And so, you know, just like kind of throwing all these buzzwords in there because they sound vaguely, you know, like global. I, I can't remember what some of those ones were, but, you know, it's like. <laughs> they were glorious yeah, titles. I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. Satellite, remember. global, right. interjection, destruction yeah absolutely it's, it's like it's <laughs> almost like uh it was like made by an ai you know it's right. like this is like a film that it's like because you see that and you see that a lot now is like ai's come up with a story based on what they see on the internet oh yeah 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 you know and it's yep, it's right. like it's a lot like something like this where it's just throwing these words that kind of have nothing to do with one another um in with each other and i kind of felt the same way with like his view of technology which is really i would say the interaction with technology in this film is something really special for mm-hmm. sure um but like the fact that he he substitutes like more technology for better technology. So he's, he doesn't really understand like how to make something seem really high tech other than to have somebody holding three phones. Right. Well, you you double down on the laptops (laughs) and the cell phones. Yes. And the tuna. (laughs) And the tuna. There's so much tuna in this movie. Like I genuinely don't even where to start. Like, cause I, I like, I really tried to follow what was happening. I really did. And I just didn't, I didn't understand, like, sometimes he'd wake up, 
on the ground next to the tire and sometimes there'd be like his girlfriend was a body moving in the body bag sometimes well, that was just was once a, that she okay you're right yeah, yeah yeah exactly so just once moving and then like it but was sometimes you see the hair yeah outside and then you just see the skull zipped open yeah exactly so what is that i mean is that supposed to be a like a representation of the the like the grief that he can't set aside or the guilt maybe you know um fuck if i know i (laughs) I don't know like the uh i always think it's kind of funny um you go on like letterboxd for movies like this yes and you look at their ratings and it's always like always a bunch of one stars and like a bunch of five stars you sure. know it's like because how do you rate something like this no you can't and that that was the struggle that i had with um uh, and i'm just gonna say real quick with twisted pair with the ra- latest one that he mm-hmm. did uh that we screened last year at the alamo is when we when we did our top five for uh cult following it it mandy was my number one movie of last year but Twisted Pear had its own thing. It, right. it wasn't even part of the top five. It just was what it was. It transcended the top five. It's its own thing. Well, it, it, it seems like his films exist in their own universe. Yes. Almost like he seems to exist in his own universe. I mean, I'm curious, like, does he do interviews? You know, take like somebody like a Tommy Wiseau, like he's mm-hmm. like whatever that is, whether it's a character or whether it's him, he's like always that, right? I mean, he's always that like in interviews, like Neil Breen, does he do interviews? Is he like just a normal dude? He has done interviews. Uh-huh. He doesn't do them anymore. Okay. Uh, mostly because he doesn't understand the culture surrounded by yeah. the reaction yeah. to his films. So he's not like necessarily in on the joke. Uh, to a certain extent, one of the things that I heard is there was a live Q and A after one of his screenings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know which film it was. Probably you know, Fateful Findings when it first came out. It might have been an Alamo thing or maybe something in San Francisco or L.A. And he came out and uh, they were asking him questions, like legitimate questions. Uh-huh. Like, what was your intent of showing this image yeah. during this time? Is there like a metaphor to this? And he reacted like, well, it is what it is. Yeah. You're seeing this. This is this object. And that's what that is. I don't understand why you don't <laughs> see it literally. Right. Like, he's very literal so- about stuff. So it's like, it was literally my girlfriend was in a body bag and I carried her body around with me. Right. Right. And then she literally was a ghost. Right. Yeah. Hey, makes sense. It's, um, you know, David Lynch also does not explain his art, you know? Right. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I think there's comparisons to be made there. Um, Yeah. Like, I'm... um, I'm fascinated. There's how many films did you say there are? Five. Five. Like, I'm fascinated he's still out there doing it. I um, think it's great. Yeah. I, mean, I think no. it's very inspiring, too. I would say so, too. Because, I mean, you know, realistically, I, I think that it's, like, kind of amazing whenever you have these people, whether it be an Ed Wood or a Tommy Wiseau, you know, that, like, people, these people's passion is so much that they just have their story that they want to tell. Right. Like, I mean, I don't know if you've ever felt that. I've got a million stories I've wanted to tell and I just didn't do it, you know? Sure. Like, and, you know, maybe, who knows? Like, maybe they would have been something like uh, Double Down. Who knows? Um, but, you know, like, for the people that actually go out there and do this thing, I do have a lot of respect for it. Right. And and really, in this way, I really, you know, with Double Down, I don't know how the fu- the, the films go in the future, uh, but, you know, you can see that you can tell he was working with what he had. You know, mm-hmm. this wasn't somebody who was independently wealthy and was spending millions of dollars of their own money on this movie that was, you know, whatever, you know, whatever that movie is, right? I mean, you could tell he didn't have a lot of money. He was doing what, you know, used, using his own stuff. I mean, he was doing the acting, you know, mostly, but, um, you know, he obviously was getting people he knew um, right. or, or 
very low paying gigs of again like you know here's an ad in a newspaper for do you want to yeah. be in some movie summer stock yeah. yeah yeah exactly um which i always think is kind of interesting um how you know it's like he casts himself as this you know like whatever the dangerous sexy oh he's the number one he has all the villain. medals yeah exactly all the medals um you know, but it's, you know, and it's like you have the, it's like, I'm almost like when I watch a movie like this, trying to, like, half of the joy is trying to picture, like, these other actors. Like, the actress is like, okay, well, we're going to be naked in a pool together. <laughs> and I just, like, I don't understand what would be possibly going through their head at the right. time. Um, but I was, I was really way off base. I thought, um, just because all I had seen was the trailer for Twisted Pair. So I had had the impression. Well, and all my hype. Well, sure. Yeah, and, yeah. And I was afraid that I was overhyping this. Oh, and I've had no, other it's... conversations. Um, I was talking to, to mm-hmm. Sean uh, last night, and yeah. I, I got him super interested, and I almost asked him to come in last uh-huh. minute um, when, when Victor said that he couldn't come in because of work. And... Uh, He's he's already getting copies like <laughs> off of eBay because he just right. he can't wait. Yeah, because Neil he distributes his movies himself. Yeah, I, I can guess. Very, are, these, are these official distributions here? I have mostly official ones. Uh-huh. Some of the other ones are harder to get. But is this like this one I'm holding? Release. How this double down, or is this um, a uh, like a? From what I know, is that yeah. double down is the hardest one. Got it. To get. Got it. But I'm not sure because his his website, even though he's the greatest hacker in the world well, as well, yeah, his websites are very convoluted as far as ordering uh, the films themselves. Right. right. Uh, so those two um, that you have in your hand mm-hmm. or that are right in front of you, right there, those are actual ones that I got from Neil Breen. Got it. And they come like this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for the listeners, uh, it's just little jewel cases, you right? Know? Yeah, like printed, the little printed thin DVD kind that you get when you buy like a hundred pack of burnable DVDs. Yeah, there's there's no inserts. Yeah, um, it's just a it printed. Says, you know, on it, it's uh, so this is the uh, Fateful Findings one. Yes, it says Fateful Findings, a Neil Breen film. It's got the, <laughs> it's a dot biz website. <laughs> of course, Um, It might as well be a GeoCities site, as far as I know. Do not copy. It is illegal to copy, download, upload, or use this film for commercial or non-commercial purposes for private use only. Neil Breen Films, LLC. Copyright Neil Breen. Yes. (laughs) 2014. I love it. I love it that he just burns these things and sends them out. Yeah, it's all him. No case. Because that's what I was wondering. Because you, um, you know, you make these wonderful cases yourself. So yeah, this is this is something that you created. Then no, no, oh that, really? Uh, I I I think maybe somewhat out of my own haste. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I did order the double down, and uh, I think it's the I am here now. I am here. Dot dot dot, dot <laughs> now uh, right. off eBay. And I kind of feel bad for that. Yeah. Because the thing is, with Faithful Findings, mm-hmm. you can go to that website. And so the, yeah. there's, there's okay, here's 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 one of the weird extra inside things about Neil Breen and how uh-huh. to order his films. If you go to that, to that biz site for Faithful Findings, and it says, buy now via PayPal, and you p- fill in the information, mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do, if you want one of his other films, you have to put in the notes section, <laughs> I am, you know, I paid for Fateful right. Findings, but I'm actually wanting I Am Here dot, 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 <laughs> dot, now. Right. So probably about three or four weeks later, he'll actually respond and say, okay. Yeah. And then you'll get it like three or four weeks after so that. Dot, 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 Okay. Uh, that would be brilliant. That would be good. He, but a lot of his correspondence with other people. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm on a few groups that uh, express the, uh, you know, the, the when they they communicate with him, or if they say, "Hey, when is Twisted Pair coming out?" On right. DVD is it going to be on Blu-ray? He does not release anything on Blu-ray. Uh, the only Blu-rays that actually come <laughs> out are just for the screenings. Okay. That's what he sends for the screenings. But everything else is on DVD. Wow! But he's very uh, terse, just very straightforward, mm-hmm. very literal. He doesn't want to engage in conversation necessarily. He doesn't want right. it to be 
um, like I said, you know, if, if, if you say you wanted this copy of this other film, he'll mm-hmm. just say, okay. Right. He won't say, you know, have a good day or thanks a lot. Sure. Or even put like, you know, Neil Breen at the bottom of the, you know, of a salutation or right. you know, after the, you know, the header and stuff. But, uh, I, I, I enjoy the fact that I don't know a hell of a lot about him personally. Yeah. And mystery. like you said, it just seems like he's just making movies and he's just, He's happy to see that people are enjoying them for what they are. Yeah, I know. It really is interesting that, um, you know, because if, if, if he could really lean into that schlock celebrity of it, you know, right? Like he could do Q&As and screenings and do that kind of stuff and honestly make money off of it, which sure. is really what a lot of these guys do, right? I mean, they, you know, whether they're intending to do it or they stumble into it, um, you know, they, they have this thing that people respond to and they do the convention circuit and they do the Q and a circuit and they right. do the screenings and everything. Like they're just trying to make a living. I don't blame them. You know, yeah. um, you know, I don't think he needs to make a living. Yeah, no, that's, that's, he's already got a living. He's, that's what's fascinating about right. it is that he's just telling, you know, he's living his best life, right? He's like yeah. telling the stories that he feels needs to be told, yeah. which I just, in his um, point of view, there's something going on in so, that brain. Yeah. Cause the impression I had gotten from watching that, that trailer that I'd seen of twisted pair, I'd gotten the impression that he was like some, um, new agey type you know yeah. like maybe he is like maybe i don't know where these films go so, but i was expecting something that was very you know transcendental meditation yeah like, like very you know, sedona right very sedona right and that's that's kind of the impression that i had gotten from that whole thing i didn't expect him to be playing the world's most dangerous terrorist slash super spy right. you know slash bioterrorist you know slash like like romantic lead um <laughs> just didn't using, expect that. using that very loosely <laughs> you know um yeah it was uh <laughs> that was uh, uh certainly something and all like the the stock footage and the um the like music yep the uh what, like the royalty free music that which i almost wonder like how he could i guess back in 2005 2004 they had to have that stuff um but i can't imagine now there's just like services you pay a certain amount and you just have access to all this royalty free music or you uh, you know even garage band you can they mm-hmm. have all the, the the free music you can yeah just assemble yourself just with the clips and loops well we do know that he is a uh, technological genius right so oh, getting access to world. that stuff yeah. in 2005 May have been difficult for some people, not difficult for Neil Breen, you right. know, because he's he's clearly, you know, I mean, the more laptops you have, the more technical. I think you only have one laptop, as far as I see in this room right now. So <laughs> I mean, we're not we're not on his level. You do have no. a desktop computer and a laptop, right? Right. So well, but and Double Down was before uh, smartphones. It's true. So I wonder if we're going to see more smartphones in the future ones. Oh man, I'd be great. I'm hold like. Like a Windows phone, an iPhone, and an Android, like all or at the same time. Or is that too time. compromising? Yeah, I don't is that, know. Is that too connected? Right, it might be. Do you need burners? Which is what he has. Although I think they weren't at the time probably the not time, burners. No, like the, not, at the no. time, those were pretty okay phones. Right. Um, that were, I'm sure, like broken. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of that movie that was spent of him walking up or walking down mountains yes well yeah walking up and kind of i don't know cradling down waddling down right right hills like in um, the desert (laughs) i don't know my favorite if you got a location you might as well use it well he definitely used it there's no doubt like i think that the probably what the actual filming locations would have been a little bit in vegas Right. And then mostly that desert. Um, and one thing that I actually thought was kind of interesting is that this is actually like one of the only movies um, that you, where you actually see what Vegas is like really like, you know, because like you always see Vegas as glitzy in the movies and it's always at nighttime. It's always the fancy stuff. But like in reality, like Vegas is like 
really kitschy, kind of ugly, especially during the day. Just people um, walking around. People walking bodies. around, being tourists, you know, like those terrible walkways that you have to like go all weird because you can't cross the street. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of that in this movie. Like this actually gives you like the real impression of what Vegas well, is and really those, like. Yeah, those were the actual like lockdown shots of, you know, you don't need a permit mm-hmm. because there's, there's uh, probably 20, 30 people Oh yeah, with you know that that seem like tourists, uh-huh. just you know, filming. Sure, yeah, it of doesn't course. matter. They're used to that. I mean, there's not going to be a cop coming by going, "What are you doing?" Yeah, no. It's like no, I'm on vacation, man. Right. I, I'm in Las Vegas. I'm yeah, yeah taking I'm just, some footage. I, yeah, I'm getting the the Bellagio fountain. Right. You know what, what? What do you want from me? I'm recording the pirates. Because even though in the credits it says, "Well, thank you to the National Reserve of the Nevada Park of yeah. Blah Blah <laughs> Conservatory, something, something, right. somethings." Right. I mean, really? Did you really? Probably not. You yeah. Know? Probably just, just found kind a of little a corner. Thanks. Yeah, you know, I went to the visitor center and I bought your your very beautiful <laughs> picture book sure. that I displayed. Uh, you know, may, well, maybe that was part of the deal. They said, "Well, if you, if you want to film here, you have to display some of our you know picture book." That's a really good film? point. I don't know. That's a really good point because <laughs> they they showed that a lot along with all the well, okay, well, and this too. Uh-huh. Maybe at the same time they had all that. Uh, uh, all the video, like travel video stuff. Oh. And they said, well, you know, if you feature, you know, all these vistas right. and, and, and all the mountain stuff, all the, the helicopter shots. At the time, they didn't know what the movie was. So they, it's like, oh, this will be, oh, somebody's making a movie. It's like another, yeah, it's like a come sure. visit. Come yeah. visit us. Because didn't like, I say that early on? Yeah. I said, I want to go to Las Vegas. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then they see this movie and like, oh. Right. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, I don't even think they saw the movie. Are you kidding me? They probably didn't even know if it ever got finished like sent or them made like a or... burned DVD of it. I don't know. <laughs> Back in 2005, like, yeah, it would still be DVD. It would be, I'm sure, burned DVDs just like this. Well, it's sure shot it, on film, which is which great. Which is crazy to me, like, that he shot that movie on film. Because that's, that's not cheap. No, and you wouldn't necessarily have to at that time. I mean, you know, the the video cameras were kind of sort of decent. You know, I mean, was it shot one. on mini DV, I wonder? Like, I mean, was it like seriously like a camcorder? Like, it's hard to tell because it was the, you know, the quality. It's not like a Blu-ray, right? So we can't actually see what the source quality was really like in that. Well, no, um, it was film. Yeah, no, I believe it, but I mean, I just it doesn't look like <laughs> film, like but I want to know what stock of film, you know? I mean, it's not 35 millimeter. Oh, I'll yeah, tell you that. 16? Yeah. Uh, you know, it didn't look grainy enough to be 16. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But it's I mean, a but 35 saying, millimeter. That's an incredibly expensive shoot. Yeah, I guess you couldn't do that on the Vegas strip either. That would raise some eyebrows. Yeah. That's that's a huge camera. Yeah. So I'm wondering why it said like Fuji stock. Well, I don't know. Unless Do you, it was transferred wonder, to film, right? That's possible. Yeah, where where is this ever screened? Like that's another thing I want to know because you did the one screening of Twisted Pair. Yes. Um, but where does this movie screen at? I don't know. Yeah, because I know Faithful Findings. That was that was kind of the big one that broke through yeah i mean again that's the one i'd heard different of. circuits and that yeah. and uh alamo has played that before in the past mm-hmm. uh i mean i i don't know i don't know what double down was at that time probably nothing probably just nothing so i'm curious to hear about your introduction to the Breenaverse. through red letter media and uh max landis is it max landis uh-huh. um they did a segment where they did double down okay and max introduced them to it uh and they do they do a video bot podcast um and they got a lot of followers and i got really sucked into their podcast and i love their dynamic a bunch of guys up in uh, wisconsin and 
I was curious by it, and I was curious as to why they were so enamored by it. Because it didn't seem like something, because they just show kind of clips, clips, clips. Oh, yeah. It's kind of rapid fire. They kind of discuss stuff. They laugh a lot. They find a lot of things funny that mm-hmm. aren't necessarily uh, what I would find funny. Sure. They, they kind of exasperate it a little bit more. Uh, but I don't even know. I didn't even watch Double Down right away after that. But it was always in kind of the back of my mind Mm -hmm. because there was something of what they showed and how they described it that uh, resonated with me a little bit or made me curious enough to want to explore more. From from there, I don't know. I think it was some worm that got in the back of my brain. (laughs) And I'm kind of scared at the same time, too, of exposing other people to it. Yeah. So are you saying that this is like The Ring or something? I think it's almost like the second coming (laughs) in some way, especially as you go on with the next films. Yeah. Uh, There's something going on. Yeah. And it's, it's partially the ring. It's, it's partially (laughs) uh, not necessarily the antichrist, but Uh um, I don't know. I think he's a Messiah. Right. Well, I mean, he's touching the hearts of, of, He's touching something of everybody in some way. He's he's awkwardly touching the shoulders of people everywhere. Yes, but he's going to heal with his pyrite. Right. Um, I I'm I'm incredibly intrigued as to where this is going to go. Like, is it going to be like more? That's the thing, and I mean, I'm excited that I'm going to get to um, experience this uh, over Just the keep course unpacking it, of the next, it, uh, you know, a month or so. But is it? I mean, is it going to be like more spy thriller espionage stuff? Like, is it going to be? Because it definitely looks like. And again, I almost wish I never saw the trailer for twisted pair frankly like i wish i could just go in completely clean um and because i mean it definitely looks like the special effects budget has definitely gotten increased (laughs) with twisted pair i'm gonna tell you that right now um and you know that technology has come a long way now it's not just stock photos but stock explosions that you can get yeah um and uh yeah i mean the the (laughs) you know step aside weta um because <laughs> it definitely looks like something for sure um but yeah i mean i am just genuinely interested where this is gonna but, go but it hasn't been spoiled really just seeing the trailer for twisted pair yeah no i would hope not yeah i, I mean, mean you're still walking into this a virgin and there's i mean there's a lot to unpack there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot yeah no doubt um i think my favorite moment in double down was definitely like the part where he's like he's like i love this country i love this yeah. country yes i'm an american like, i'm an american i'm an american i love this country <laughs> that was pretty good for impassioned sure. laying on yeah. the dirt just pounding the dirt <laughs> yeah exactly just pounding the dirt so much i mean a few times you think of you know con yeah totally. or damn you damn you all to hell no. you destroyed it all no. <laughs> uh, revenge of the sith um or like the part in the pool like after his fiance his um, green like, ball yeah yeah <laughs> so what who green ball Breen ball? Breen balls. Oh, breen balls. I get it. That's good. Yeah, exactly. And he's like holding the flower, which is covered in blood. I I don't know what. (laughs) I I don't don't know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and it's, I I think also, I think with this one, definitely, I think there's a lot of comparisons to be made to the room. I don't think that that's um, an unfair comparison, being as how this is like, you know, written and directed and you know financed by one person starring well catered is the most important one sure sure Other catered, than no, <laughs> catered no hair yeah. and makeup yeah, at all. exactly no 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 lighting right right well just natural lighting yeah exactly it's like side, lighting none none um <laughs> i uh so is there a way so so do you basically have to uh, email Neil Breen 
for a DVD, is that the way to get a hold of this movie? He ha- he has two web pages okay. that you can go to to ah, order ah. two of the movies. But when you go to buy it now, right, you have to put in the notes section in the PayPal buy it now yeah. section that you actually want a different movie. Oh boy! And yeah, then he'll confirm it, and then I mean, I would certainly hope that if anyone's listening to this, that they've seen the movie by now, because we don't want to spoil everything for them. You know, like I would hope that they've seen it and they're seeking this out because they they want hard hitting commentary right. about it. Um, so I was just, you know, making sure that people, the people have easy <laughs> access, um, to double down, which also I just get is a, um, is, you know, like a gambling reference cause it's Las Vegas. Uh, well, sure. Get it. Yeah. Cause the, the original poster, it has, uh, well, it's just a, the big picture of his face, uh-huh. but then underneath it, it has, um. I think like gambling chips and things. Yeah, because okay. it, it, you know it's Makes it's sense. Vegas Central. Sure. Vegas, so. yeah, glitz, um, danger. But you ha- also Sexiness. have to think. Well, I mean, of course, I'll give a disclaimer at the beginning of this too. I'll probably interject some stuff that uh, you know says this is is yeah pretty much a spoiler cast. But the um, there's a lot of dialogue that's repeated, like mm-hmm. within the dialogue. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, scenes that are also doubled down. Right. Uh, it just seems to repeat a lot of things over and over and over again. Yeah. And then does kind of a, a circular thing where it brings everything back again to where I even made the comment. And I've seen this movie mm-hmm. so many times, but there's always something else that I recognize every <laughs> right. time I You're watch always it. always unlocking the mysteries. Based on, on the different environments that I'm in as I'm watching it is, was this whole thing just, kind of a fever dream and then i made the comment of is this inspired did this inspire mandy uh, yeah. same time because right. you know in the car together with right. you know his ex-fiance who's dead you know he's kind of come to acceptance about you know what he's done in order because he was mm-hmm. thrust into this situation is the way that i look at it he never wanted to be a bioterrorist uh-huh. he never wanted to be like the greatest hacker in the world he has all these medals right but his fiance was murdered in the pool and he doesn't really know why. Right. So what is he going to do? He's going to go after the corruption. He's going to go after the government. Right. right. He's right. going to go after the banks. He's going to go after everybody. Does he ever get the people that killed his fiance? That's the ultimate question. Yeah. But does that <laughs> does that, that actually does that actually matter because Right. The outcome is is that he came to his freedom based on letting other things go and his pyrite. Well, yeah, absolutely. And I mean what okay, so we're we're to literally take this if I'm to understand and Neil is literate. He's he's literal very, and very, literate very, yeah. and um so we are to assume that there was an old man who was just happened to be hanging out in the desert. Which might have been him. Oh, okay. He had the same boots. Oh, see, okay. So there are mysteries to unlock here. Um, so he had his little boy version of mm-hmm. himself, yep. and he had this old man version of himself. That's what I'm thinking. Because okay. I just noticed it this time that we were watching. Yeah. I usually watch it just on like the smaller screen. When right. we watch it on the bigger one, I noticed the old man was wearing, well, he had a white shirt, and then he had the blue jeans, Yeah, and then he had those those cowboy boots that they kept motifing throughout uh-huh. the whole yeah whole film yeah okay okay got it got it um because like he okay so he was the one who was creating the terrorist attacks but then also at the end stopped them or stopped one of them so saying double down was he also a double agent because why would you create the terrorism and then try to stop it at the same time right so he says he's a spy, but is that like in his own brain? Are those other people that has he been communicating with yeah. or thinking or who he's supposed to assassinate, talking to the little girl, you know, it's like, oh, it's not that exciting. You know, there's not much that, you know, it's not like the movie type Hollywood sort of stuff. I'm one. I mean, I live like, out of my car. Did any of this actually happen? Well, that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, so when you're saying fever dream. Right. Like, is it 
possible that he's just a dude out in the desert with a bunch of broken laptops. He lives in his car eating right. tuna. Right. He's like taking the the body of his you know girlfriend who even knows if she was shot. Right. We don't even sure. know any of that right. stuff. Right. Cuz that's definitely what it looks like. It looks like a like a guy living out in the desert eating tuna out of a can with a bunch of broken laptops. Um, and what happens and, when it's hot out? You have just a bunch of right. tuna cans eaten out of it. It's, it it's like eating the... like uh, rotten bread yeah. back in the days of Christ and people thinking everybody was the Messiah right. is because they were eating moldy bread and they were hallucinating. Yeah, well, <laughs> sacrilegious. <laughs> <laughs> so he's eating bad tuna. Right. And he's going on a vision quest. Which involves. Well, I thought that you know, too because of the desert totally. and all that running yeah, yeah, up yeah. and down and, you know, staring into the sun and yelling out to people. I think that is how they Sedona. make Sedona. Um, there, now you just brought it back to yeah. where it is, kind of Sedona. I think that's the, how the they rock, make mescaline is, is rotted tuna. And then the rocks that are, you know, the, the kind of the, mystery, like the, the healer, mystical healer yeah, rocks yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, for sure. So it was kind of your, uh, your idea of what you maybe thought it was. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. But just not so on, you know, on <laughs> yeah. point. Right. Right. Not Yet. so hippie-ish, I suppose. Yet. We'll see. Right. We'll see how hippie-ish it gets later. That's for sure. Um, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated. I, I'm also like fascinated that this one just missed my radar for that long of a right. time. Yeah. No, same. Um, and that this doesn't seem to be, and I, I will say this, like, you know, you can ask questions about, like, the room. Like, was the room intentionally bad? You know, whatever. I kind of think it wasn't, you know. But, like, same. I definitely think that it's not with Neil Breen. I think there's not even a question. Like, I think that, that you can see that this is him doing his best. Right. And he wants to create the thing he wants to create. And he wants to put it out there in the world. And obviously probably not making a ton of money on it, you know. Like, they're not making movies, you know, with James Franco starring as Neil Breen. Right. Um, you know, so he's not monetized this in a way that makes it almost more pure, <laughs> you know, and and kind of um, weirdly punk rock. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not branding it. Yeah. He's not exploiting it. Yeah. Is he, there a merch? Like, is there a no, shop? No, no. Right. Other than, you know, like a tea fury sort of thing or a teespring or, right. you know, one of those or cafe press where sure. people are doing stuff on their own. I've yeah. seen some, you know, custom shirts, but he, he's just, he's putting out his vision. Yeah. He's just doing his thing. It's and I pure. love it. I definitely got to say it's, it's, it's something else. I mean, one movie in 20% into the, into the oeuvre and, uh, yeah. And it definitely, uh, yeah, I'm I'm fascinated. Cool, for sure. Next week is I am here. Dot dot dot. dot, dot, dot I went to dots dot, too fast. <laughs> now now, which will uh, be a, a completely different thing. <laughs> we'll have to to rank them at the end if it's even possible to do such a thing. Oh, it is. Yeah, I think it is. Yes. I really hope that that these all kind of like tie together into something like truly like remarkable by the end. You're you're gonna get it. Yeah, I I hope so. It's one of my favorite things, to be honest with you. Like um, things like um, like Hamlet too, where it's like in that movie, yeah. it's like it's like this terrible like who would make a sequel to Hamlet, you know? Right. And it's like this terrible play, and then it ends up being like really poignant about like but do we have to have everything be a tragedy <laughs> you know like and at first it's like yeah but does he have to die at the end of hamlet you know and it's like that's actually like turns into something like really remarkable and special and intelligent and moving um i i hope nothing more than that that happens you know with this yeah. that it's like that that you start to see the bigger picture as it goes on but you know regardless again i say you know, like since beginning, God bless America, right? I mean, I think that that it's you know that you can have somebody that they can they can live their truth in the way that Neil Breen seems to have done, right? Um, and can find an audience, um, and and how and I think it's like really interesting how there's 
you know, the culture of the kind of people that eat this kind of stuff up. And I definitely consider myself to be one of them. I mean, you know, like regularly attend VHS Vortex and, you know, things yeah. like that. Because, like, you know, like, good bad is definitely a thing. But it's like, I find the laughing at it to be not generally mean-spirited when it comes to this kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, sure, you're laughing at how bad it is, but you also love it, you know? And I'll tell you, I mean, I will happily watch something like this. I mean, I'll tell you this, man. Like, I watched that that documentary about Orson Welles, um, The Love Me When I'm Dead, that was all about that, um, The Other Side of the Wind. Mm-hmm. which was this film that almost like his Neil Breen film, right? It was, but this is Orson Welles right. and with all of the power that Orson Welles has and all of these actors. And he, you know, he has this grand idea for this film and a film within a film. And it's this huge, massive idea that he's doing like later on in his life. Like it's kind of filled with all these heady ideas and, um, it doesn't end up getting it finished, right? Um, and um, then he, you know, he passes away before it can be finished, and they play, you know, piece it together, right? Um, like I watched that movie, man. Like, and sure, it's Orson Welles, and you know everything, but man, it's like unwatchable. Like, it's unwatchable. And I didn't feel that way about Double Down. And and there's something to that, right? There's something to the fact that sometimes things are truly so bad they're good um mm-hmm. and and i definitely feel some things are just so bad they're bad and it's like dude, this is just you know like roller gator give me the just give me the the highlights of roller gator sure or give me a, an mst3k riff tracks version of roller gator yeah but if you sit me down to just watch roller gator like there's gonna be a vast majority of that film and be like oh god this is just <laughs> please come on I didn't. I genuinely didn't feel that way with Double Down. I felt that the filmmaking on display was interesting enough to keep my attention. Yeah. Um. And uh, and like I mean, he's you can't deny Neil Breen is a very magnetic character. I mean, yes. he's very interesting. Um. And um. Yeah. I mean, certainly I would wouldn't call him a good actor, but he definitely has something, yeah. <laughs> you know, he has something very interesting to him. You know, you, he gives you that feeling like, oh, I've met that guy before. You know, yeah. I know that guy. <laughs> well, and when you have something like Roller Gator, uh-huh. you pretty much know how everything is going to play out. Yeah, exactly. With and Double Down, what you they're didn't really- doing with Roller Gator too, right. you know, they're not trying to make something serious. And that's, that's really what makes all the difference, I think, is that when you have something- that is truly I'm doing my best here, you know, like, and it's just, right. and it turns out to be this remarkable, hilarious, you know, kind of disaster or something like that. That's a way more interesting. Cause film. when I, when I watch something like the transformers, not Oof. well, I've, I've seen the first one and that's the only one I really had to see. Really? You saw I'm, only the first one and you have this opinion. Yes. The first one looks like freaking speaking of Orson Welles, Citizen Kane <laughs> compared like, well, the, the, this makes my point. Oh my God. Is because when I, I know what to expect and I'm waiting for those beats. So just sitting and watching a movie and waiting for those beats of like, okay, now when is the, when is this going to happen? When uh-huh. is that going to happen? Yeah just makes the movie just less enjoyable because it's predictable. Absolutely. These things, you have no idea where the fuck it's going to go next. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and so that's another compelling point on top of, uh, you know, some of the, it it is innocent filmmaking at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's as ignorant as maybe some people think in the ironic sort of way. Mm-hmm. And to your point of saying of, of laughing at certain uh, aspects of it, it's it's more of a surprise laughter than it is of this is just the most incompetent thing that I've ever seen. Yeah. So then you think to yourself, what is this whole thing with tuna cans? Is this <laughs> is this to make his amusement right or is this a metaphor for something else there's something of a disconnect with all his films where you don't know where he is going from if where he's crossing the line Mm -hmm. as far as a scene goes or a delivery of dialogue 
uh, or a character's intent uh, and resolution that is so satisfying even the more times that i watch this film it's it's still hard for me to unpack everything that's going on mm-hmm. even after all five and i mean we should probably be saving for this conversation <laughs> for the very you know last time last film for your twisted pair but uh it, it's just such a fun journey and you you are thirsty for more even for the you know the uh, the, the whole five that i've seen so far i'm thirsty for that more that he's made is you just want to keep going and i'm happy that you are happy with double down because yeah. i feel like i have been hyping this up oh yeah forever and yeah. ever and ever and not that i've heard from other people that just like oh you know i don't think anything of neil breen mm-hmm. even with my wife ann I took her to Twisted Pear. She mm-hmm. knew nothing about Neil Breen except right. for my kind of like, you just got to go. Sure, you got to go sure. for the experience. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, this is the thing that I pulled for. This the the reason why we're playing this movie is because of me. Right. Uh, nobody else believed that this would even sell tickets, and it almost sold out in a hundred and sixty seat theater mm-hmm. at Alamo. Everybody came out to see it. Right maybe shy of like 15 20 seats so i was i was absolutely thrilled it was the first time that ann got to see something like that and it was this experience that got this enormous reaction mm-hmm. from everybody that was there i'm sure during I mean, seeing movies like that with an audience yeah it's not like rocky horror or something it's it's something that is a shared experience it's mm-hmm. almost like going to an uh an assemblies of god or evangelical like like i it reminds me of kind of like the blues brothers when they go into the church and james brown is at the uh altar and he uh-huh. you know and, and they start singing and and he's preaching and then all of a sudden like uh jake just all of a sudden he's like i see the light i see it and then they're they're like everybody like the whole congregation right. is involved and and dancing and flipping and going around it's and then you'd kind of lose yourself in the experience of this 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 whole experience it's around a you. holy moment yes so that's why i think neil breen is the second coming or some sort of messiah message right that we just don't understand yet and he's far ahead <laughs> Like, it'll look back, um, and it's like, that's what he was saying. Right, right. Well, I mean... <laughs> like a Nostradamus, even, at, like, the very surface level of something, I don't know. Um, We'll see. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I know, I just put a lot on your shoulder. You're not going to be able to sleep tonight. You're it's gonna... okay. I think I'll be okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do you th- that was a does lot. Does he say that at all? Like, does he say it's all nope. there? Every answer you need is there. It's all there. Yeah, it's there. You. It's what you're right. watching is what you're watching, right. and that's exactly what it is. Right. Right. Um, it's possible, man. So you're saying like there's going to be like a future, like a Bill and Ted future, but you know, but it's like all Neil Breen, and that this is the beginning. I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we're gonna have like people having lunch, and they're gonna with axes come tapping on the window. <laughs> Do you watch Neil Breen? <laughs> Do you know Sada Kang? Because <laughs> that's what it Do feels read, like. Did you read Sada Because it feels like you're talking about Sutter Kane right now. That's what I said. It's very scary for me to be so enthusiastic <laughs> about Neil Breen and right. bring it upon other people because yeah. I am spreading the infection. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible that you are. Um, and considering that growing up, one of the movies that I uh, a- absolutely revere is The Stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, a lot of it has to do with going against the popular opinion and what people are pushing on you. So it's it's hard for me to uh, go with authority or say, you have to try this, you have to do this. I'm like, sure. you have to watch this. I'm, I'm, I'm usually someone who's very trepidant about right. following those trends. Right. So if somebody says, oh, you have to see The Ritual because it is actually a really good movie. Uh-huh. Well, you say that, I'll write it down, but it might take me five years before I see it because I want to forget yeah. that you told me 
that it was a good movie. Oh, right. And so and I kind of want to rediscover it, it and, yeah, and hit the reset button. Not have those, uh, those expectations. Expect- right. Sure. Yep. Sure. Yeah, no, that's, that's reasonable. Um, I definitely, I prefer it when I have zero expectations over a film. It almost always But there's something, like you said, there's something about Neil Breen. There is something about Neil Breen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I would say that, you know, you know, in my opinion, with only having seen one film, that something is, you know. Something's happening. Like a, a, like a it's film. bubbling. I just feel like it's it's like a filmmaker who, like, you know, watched a lot of episodes of 24 and then wanted to tell a story that they felt was personal. Sure. You know, um, and that's kind of, you know, because it was a lot of that you know i like what what year was like enemy of the state you know that had to have been around the same time yeah i think that right? was around the same time you know there was that whole kind of just like techno babble satellites in the sky yep. fast panning there's you know bioterrorism yeah swordfish is is in there with it you know kind of like post matrix post 911 you know 24 hysteria jason bourne all that kind of stuff and i you know it feels like neil breen was getting caught up in all of that kind of stuff and it's like i want to make a movie where i'm a secret agent yeah you know but i also i want it to be and that's like you know i will say again i hope it goes places like it actually something that kind of reminded me of was um the uh martin mcdonough um seven psychopaths you know, yep. which also takes place largely in a desert, you right. know, and it's about a uh, screenwriter who's writing a film called Seven Psychopaths and a movie called Seven Psychopaths. And as he's and he's trying to figure out how to write this story. And then, you know, like basically it's about like all these people that are like killing each other. And it's obviously a psychopath murder, psychopaths. And then they're at one point writing out to the desert and there's been all this violence and he goes you know i just want to write a movie where halfway through they all go to the desert and they just they don't have any more violence and they just set down violence and then the movie becomes that the movie becomes them going out to the desert and at that point they don't do any more violence and so it's like martin mcdonough making the statement about setting aside violence and using his film that is a violent film to use that to set aside violence. Right. Right. And so it's like, you, you know, with Neil Breen, it's like, if that's the idea, if that the idea is I'm destroying these laptops, which are create, you know, this, this nebulous, you know, even if I don't believe, and, and I do believe that it comes from, from at least what I've seen so far, probably a point of, I don't know if I would call it ignorance, but I'd say like non-education about stuff. Sure. Like I, I would imagine that, you know, I've got I've got a friend who used to work in uh, military intelligence, and I'm sure he would get a kick out of a movie like this. You know, yeah. um, and so I don't necessarily think that he knows what he's talking about, but that doesn't change the fact that his feelings may be genuine on it. You know, his feelings about reconciling terrorism and you know the frankly you know what. Uh, this world what america is doing to people um and if he continues on that right i mean if 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 his films are consistently for whatever they are quote unquote about something it's going to be really interesting to watch that as it especially somebody who's a real estate agent um <laughs> to see the films that happen that he makes around circa 2008 2009 yeah you know like what what kind of guilt is he going to be reconciling with at that point? You know, if that's indeed it, if this is a way for him to cinematically exercise his demons um, and we're all along for the ride. Right. um, You know, I am very interested to see where that goes for sure. Um, You know, like ultimately um, haven't seen the second comingness of it as much as maybe the second coming of and Edward D. Wood Jr. You know, Um, but I am very interested. um, Oh, it'll develop. When I am here, dot, 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 next week. Right. Well, we're going to wrap it up then. All right. I think we said everything we had to yeah. so far about Double Down until we do one big retrospective for the first five films. Yeah. Over the next five weeks. The Breeniverse. Yeah. It's better than the Waniverse. 
What is the Waterverse? The Waterverse. It's those James Wan movies oh. like The Conjuring and Annabelle and The Nun, and they're all from like the oh like the yeah. James. I agree. Well, that's just playing with like sequels and prequels and pre prequels exactly. and sidequels and yeah. No, the Breenaverse is way more intriguing. It's kind of like uh, what Good Times and uh, and the Jeffersons and right exactly different spinoffs. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, these are not... Well, I don't know. I'm really interested to see if any of these characters come back. Hmm. That's what I'm super fascinated by, you yeah. know? Like, are we going to see the return of... Oh, I can't remember what his name was in Double Down. I wish I remember what his name was, but, you know, we're going to see the return of him. Oh, Aaron? Yeah. yeah the lead character? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what hmm. I'm, I'm fascinated to know. It's like, is are these all five separate stories? Hmm. Are they interconnected by plot or just by you know reusing plot elements right. um or crossing fingers stock footage like i really hope we well, see and that's, some of those that's, exact same shots again and that's why it's good because i don't have anything anybody to bounce this stuff off of <laughs> so it this is why that when you showed even just a spark of enthusiasm to yeah. check it out that uh i i'm glad that you're on board because you always have good perspectives on this stuff so all right. Well, um, I, uh, you know, it, it, listener, if uh, if I disappear <laughs> Listen, and uh, and uh, well, transcend and do if I transcend like into if an I, eagle, right? Exactly. If I turn into an eagle, or if you just like hear that I'm out in the uh, desert, you know, in my car <laughs> eating lots of tuna, <laughs> then maybe come find me, or maybe don't, because who knows what kind of death force field I have around me, right? All right, thanks everyone. Thank you. Snare it, skit. Game. Open up. Easy and luck. Mission